Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hey, y'all, this is Devin Hassan, sports editor at the Mesquite News and the Red Light Lakeshore Times, uh, coming to you with some rapid reaction from my game tonight. Um, a wild, wild night in 10-6-A on the final day of the regular season. I was at Williams Stadium for the 16th installment of the Hammer Bowl rivalry between Saxe and Rowlett. And it was Saxe that was able to survive late and pull out a dramatic 42-40 victory over Rowlett um, in just a, a great, wild, back-and-forth game. A lot of excitement, uh, big crowds on both sides. These teams combined for 36 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, and I'll eat some crow. I was, I, I didn't know if they would score 36 points in the entire game, uh, just because the way this district has gone this year, a lot of seven to six, 14 to 13 type games. And, um, you know, these teams, though, they, they, they let it play out. They open things up, and it made for, a, for a, like I say, an exciting back-and-forth game. One thing I did think that Saxe was going to be able to do was run the ball with Sean Coleman, and he did just that. He goes 16 carries for 168, or 178 yards, and he had a 49-yard touchdown run um, with a minute 39 left. They kind of seemed to put the game on ice. Uh, just It made it 42-34. It was still a one-score game, but you know it seemed to be kind of one of those back-breaking plays where, okay, that's, you know, now Rowlett's had enough. But, you know, Rowlett showed their resiliency all night long, and they come right back. Trey Carr, their junior quarterback, takes him down 66 yards in seven plays. He hooks up with Trayvon King in the corner of the end zone for a 10-yard touchdown with 21 seconds left and um, gives him a chance. Uh, you know, now they're down 42-40. to 40. Obviously, they have to go for two. But uh, to Saxe's credit, they, they were all over the play. Uh, Rowlett ran a run play to the right, and Saxe was all over it. Rowlett actually tried to, I think out of desperation, tried to pitch it back, tried to lateral the ball uh, just out of desperation. And the ball got kicked around and actually went into the end zone. And for a brief second, it looked like Rowlett was going to recover it for the most unorthodox two-point conversion you'll see. Uh, but the ball... Uh, Ultimately rolled out of bounds, and that uh, that sealed it. Uh, ultimately sealed it because Saxe was able to uh, the, the onside kick went out of bounds, and uh, Saxe was able to survive. So, uh, just one of two wild games that went on in Garland uh, tonight. Because across the way, Naaman Forrest was playing Lakeview. And, uh, you know, most people thought Lakeview would win this game, especially coming off last week's impressive win over Rowlett. Uh, but Naaman Forrest, after that 0-5 start, is able to win 42-27. to And it was kind of a surreal moment uh, right as the game was ending at Williams. The, the Saxe assistants and the Rowlett assistants are all coming out of their coaching boxes uh, at the elevator waiting to, to, you know, for the elevator to go down. But they're all watching the game. Well, at that exact moment is when Naaman Forrest had a pick six with a about three minutes left to essentially seal that game. So both coaching staffs 
I can't tell you, I can't repeat what they said because it's not safe for air, but uh, neither one of them was happy because for Rowlett, that meant that they were out of the playoffs because that dropped them back into a three-way tie with Damon Forrest and Lakeview, and they were out on point differential. So for the first time since 2004, Rowlett was out of the playoffs. At the same time, Saxe was pumped up about the win, but because Damon Forrest and Lakeview both make the playoffs, they that bumped Wiley up to Division One and relegated Saxe to the number two seed in Division One, which earns them a first-round date with powerhouse Allen, which is something they were hoping to avoid. So that, you know, watching their reactions was, uh, like I say, it was just really bizarre because just both, it's just the shoulders slumped and everybody's just kind of, oh man, not the result they wanted. But, you know, credit to Damon Forrest and Jesse Perales over there and the, the job he's done in his first year as head coach as they go from an 0-5 start to a playoff berth. Um, you know, a couple of takeaways from this game. Uh, special teams, I thought, played a huge role in Saxe's favor. Rylett had two high snaps on punts in the second quarter that resulted in safeties. And, and you know, in a two-point, in, in a game that ends up being a two-point margin, you know, those four points were huge. Saxe also uh, was able to uh, kick a field goal with Addison Perez uh, in the fourth quarter. And uh, another big play was a fake punt they called on fourth and 17 in the first quarter. Rylett was up in this game 14 and nothing, and Saxe had really done nothing offensively. And, uh, again, fourth and 17 near midfield, they a direct snap to Matthew Carter, who takes it 34 yards to set up Saxe's first touchdown. And that really changed momentum, kind of got Saxe's offense going. You know, Matthew Carter also had a long kickoff return later that set up another score. So, you know, several big plays uh, on special teams uh, for Saxe that really kind of changed the course of the game. Uh, you know, I mentioned Sean Coleman in the ground game. I thought that would be the difference difference overall. And it was that, you know, Saxe did try to open up the passing game a little bit in the third quarter and, and had some effectiveness. I mean, you know, in t- at times, but, the, you know, the ground game averaged eight yards a carry, led by Sean Coleman. Uh, Xavier Foreman, who took majority of the snaps at quarterback rushes for two touchdowns so you know that was kind of the key to to, to victory for Saxe tonight as for Rowlett again I mentioned the disappointment missing the playoffs the first time in 15 years there are some positives to draw from you know, again, they went toe-to-toe with Saxe tonight. But Trey Carr, their quarterback, this was his first varsity start. He was pressed into action a week ago when Alex Rout got hurt uh, early on against Lakeview. And he did an admirable job. But you kind of wondered how he'd be able to to perform uh, against a very good Saxe defense that had a week to prepare for him. And he, he had a great effort. He completes 20 of 25 passes for 246 yards and two touchdowns and also rushes 23 times for 79. 779 yards and a score. Uh, just, you know, a tough runner, uh, hung in there. It's, it's not the prettiest throw in the world, but he's accurate. And, and, and a big part of that was Trayvon King, their senior wide, receiver, senior wide receiver, who has 12 catches for 177 yards and both touchdown catches. Uh, another bright spot was sophomore running back Colton Yarborough. He has 11 carries for 77 yards, uh, two touchdowns, including a 49-yarder that started the scoring. So, you know, disappointing in for Rowlett, but, uh, you know, when you have a junior quarterback that, that showed a lot of promise coming back, and obviously, you know, Colton Yarborough, a sophomore, uh, who can also play wide receiver, uh, you know, those are two nice pieces to build around for their offense last year, or for next year. 
going forward. Um, you know, all in all, like I say, a fun game, five lead changes, the 36 points in the, in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, the, the teams were making plays, not mistakes for the most part, especially down the stretch. And, and that, that was fun to see. Uh, but, you know, in the end, Saxe, uh lifts the Hammer Bowl trophy for the fourth year in a row as they head into the playoffs going forward. Uh, looking ahead, since obviously there was a lot of uh, big games elsewhere, bad, bad, bad night and weekend or week for Mesquite ISD as they go 0 for 5, 0 and 5 and... Um, you know, North Mesquite lost to Rockwell Heath 34-21 on Thursday uh, in a game that had no playoff implications. But who would have known that would have been the closest game a Mesquite ISD team was involved in as the other four were all blowouts. Two of them with huge playoff implications as Horn and West Mesquite are both eliminated from playoff contention uh, with losses on Friday night. Horn goes on the road to Tyler and loses to Tyler Lee 42-14 to in a game that it sounds like they just never could get untracked. Uh, that was you know head-to-head outright for the final playoff berth. And uh, Tyler Lee is able to get it done. And so they get the fourth spot out of 11-6A. Uh, up in Texarkana, West Mesquite uh, was hoping uh, to, to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, But they first first things first, they needed to beat Texas High. And again, Texas High jumped on them early and, and never let off the gas as they win 41-14. to As it turns out, it wouldn't have mattered um, as, as Sherman was able to beat John Tyler, pull the upset there. Um, so... West Mesquite would have been out regardless under that scenario, but um, you know they were hoping to at least give themselves a chance. And uh, Texas High never really ha- let them in it. Um, you know, here uh, closer to home, um, McKinney North and Poteet were playing for the district championship in seven five A Division One. And uh, you know, I mentioned in the podcast this week, Poteet can't let it get into a shootout, can't let it get into a shootout, and it turned into a shootout, and they couldn't keep up as McKinney North wins sixty three to twenty one, a game that was actually tied at twenty one, uh, all in the first half, and then once McKinney North got going, they just just blew past him, and uh, Poteet stalled, and it turned into uh, it was had all the makings of of a really good back and forth game, just turned into a blowout. So McKinney North uh, wins the seven five A Division one title. Uh, Poteet still gets that second seed and a home game in the playoffs. They'll host Magnolia um, later this week on Friday night. So. Um, you know, Poteet's still in, but they've got a lot of bouncing back to do because it's, you you know, you never want to lose momentum going into the playoffs and especially getting 63 hung on you at home in a game with, uh, that they were hoping to really, you know, come out of there with the top seed. Um, over at Hanby, Longview does what Longview's been done to every 11-6-8 team all season long. They beat Mesquite 49-14. to And again, that was a lot closer than the score indicated. I mean, you know, Mesquite hung right there with them. Uh, but, you know, a couple key turnovers. Uh, Longview made a couple of big plays to kind of turn the tide and their momentum. And then Longview's defense is just so tough. Uh, it's so hard to come back on. So, you know, Mesquite, though, it still is in the playoffs. And they will uh, go on the road to face a clean shoemaker uh, in the first round later this week. Uh, two more notes. Uh, Sunnyvale closes out a perfect regular season with a 42-20 to victory over Farmersville in a game with, that was a lot more lopsided than the final score indicated. Uh, Sunnyvale was up 35 nothing in the half. And then as they've been prone to do here the last few weeks, they kind of gave their starters a rest. And uh, Farmersville was able to make the score a little bit more respectable. Uh, they will play Pittsburgh in the first round in uh, 4A Division Two. Uh, Pittsburgh had a 
uh, a game against Longview Spring Hill in which the loser would be the fourth seed out of 6-4A Division II. And uh, so Sunnyville draws Pittsburgh uh, later this week at a time and place to be determined. And Dallas Christian uh, wins 45-27 in their regular season finale heading into the playoffs against Tyler Grace Community. Uh, another one of those games that was kind of skewed. The final score is not really indicative as Dallas Christian was up 31 nothing uh, before you know giving up some late scores. So Dallas Christian, um, you know, kind of pointing toward that potential rematch with Trinity Christian Cedar Hill. You know, they've got high playoff hopes. Sunnyvale has high playoff hopes of a run. You know, our, our 6A and 5A teams, uh, you know, are going in with mixed results, and they got some tough, really tough draws in the first round. So we'll see how they fare. But, you know, as any coach will tell you, it's a brand-new season. The slate's wiped clean. Everybody's 0-0, zero and, zero, and uh, all you ask for is a chance, and uh, they get that this week. So we'll have a lot more on the upcoming playoffs on our podcast this week. Again, uh, this is Devin Hassan. Appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you then. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.